Welcome to the Sick and Successful Podcast. This podcast was created with the purpose of being real. Diving deep into the behind the scenes of what it's like to be successful while struggling with some of life's biggest challenges. In this podcast, there is no holding back. The tough questions are asked, hard things are said, and week after week, our hosts bring you tangible tips and tricks to live your best life. We're here to show you that you don't have to settle for good enough, that you can shoot for the stars and accomplish your wildest dreams. The road to get there may look a little different, but we're here to prove to you that it's not only possible to be sick and successful, but it's possible for you. Dream big and tune in. Welcome back to the Sick and Successful Podcast. It is one of your favorite types of podcasts. It is Shalinda and I. We miss doing these podcasts together. So I'm glad we can, you know, welcome in 2022 together. We do, you guys. It's been a year. It's been a year. (laughs) (laughs) And we're only recording this like not even a month into the new year, by the way. Well, like two weeks, literally, pretty much when you the the week before this podcast comes out. But if you're listening in the future, we are halfway through January and it's been a year. Which feels so weird to say that already. Like it's a joke, but actually really like for us, it has been a year. Yeah. Would you, I mean, you'll see it in the title and in the show notes a little bit, but let's just get into it. So right before new year's Shalinda came and visited and it was so nice. It was the first time I got to see her in so long and Alicia was here and we exchanged gifts and she got Alicia this fun little cocomelon gift, which she's obsessed with, by the way, and like runs around the house with all the time and plays this song. It's super cute. And uh, we had a great old time. And then Shalinda went home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I went home. And this is just a perfect example of how it's, it's the world we live in. My partner, my boyfriend, Taylor, had tested positive for COVID uh, almost, what, a, a, two days later? Two days later. Yeah. Yeah immediately I was worried about the fact that I had saw you and Alicia. I hadn't seen anybody else. I had been at work, but I don't work closely with anybody else. So I really wasn't worried about contacts except for you guys. Then the next day I took a test and I was positive. And so I had COVID. (laughs) The scary thing is also the day she called me, she tested negative. So she tested negative. She, she was here on Tuesday. She tested negative on Thursday. And on Friday morning, I was going for an IV medication, which is an immune suppressant drug. And so it was this like, oh my God, what? no, you called me like the morning of the day that I was going because yes. I was going in the afternoon. So you tested negative on Friday and I was going on Friday for this drug. And I'm like, well, what do I do? Like, it's really not responsible of me to maybe go if I had contact, even though she was negative and whatever. So I called the infusion place and I called the medication place and they were all like, no, you didn't have contact with someone with COVID because she was negative. So you can go. And if you guys know me, you know, I have insane anxiety when it comes to IVs and to medications, Never mind a new autoimmune drug. So I had been like for two days having panic attacks about this medication. And so now I'm like, do I go? Do I not go? I want an excuse to not go, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to have to go in a week. So now I'm going to have to have stress for a full week. And it was just like this insane thing. So we'll get back to like the whole IV thing after, but I ended up going and thinking that Shalinda was, yeah, yeah. In the end it, it is good. But, and I ended up going thinking Shalinda was negative. And then the next morning you called and you were positive. And I was having like such a ridiculous pity party because this was the weekend of new year's and yeah, my literally the 31st, 
Yeah. My guy and I had made these plans to like, you know, go to a hotel for the night, go out for dinner, all this stuff, you know, like I was excited to ring in the new year and he wasn't working, which was rare. So (laughs) I had to cancel everything. And, you know, for a while I was good. Like, I mean, initially when I'd first tested positive, I was like, oh, maybe it's not going to be so bad. I don't really feel, you know, any way my partner had very minimal symptoms. He was only sick for like a couple of days. And then it hit me like a freaking train and took me down. Like, man, COVID kicked my ass. I was like out for two weeks. Yeah, I mean, you're still recovering. Yeah. And I'm still recovering. It's like, I'm just, I have tested negative, thankfully now, but, and I did the isolation and all that. I seriously could not watch any more television if my life depended on it. Like (laughs) I binge watched. But there was a moment there where you were stuck in bed for like days and I was getting worried about you. I'm like, is this like going to be a hospital type thing? The biggest thing was the migraines, like I, the headaches, the headaches that caused me to be so nauseous that I would be throwing up. Like I have never felt pain like that. And even Advil or Tylenol wouldn't even touch it. But thankfully, yeah. Cause when you're going through COVID, like it's so hard to not worry about the worst case scenario, because that's all you hear about in, yeah. the, in the media. And, and that's then- all you've heard about for two years. Yeah. And so, and then you go down a rabbit hole. Of course you reach a point in the pandemic where you're like, okay, I'm going to Google my symptoms to make sure that I'm not dying. And then you're like, oh my God, am I dying? And just like the, the things you feel like the, the strain on the healthcare system already. And then you can't Mm -hmm. help but wonder like, is it even worth going to the hospital when it's like worse for me? Because am I going to see a doctor? Like all these thoughts and stuff go through your mind. I couldn't help but resent the fact that my partner was just sitting there healthy as can be playing PlayStation (laughs) five, you know, just eating Doritos. And I'm just like, what the hell? I can't even taste anything. That's another thing is I lost my taste and I cried like a baby over it, like a little girl, (laughs) because I love food. I love cooking. I love eating. And so the moment that I couldn't taste anything, I was like, oh my God. Like, this is terrifying. And the weirdest feeling though, is brushing your teeth and not being able to taste the toothpaste. Yeah. (laughs) Like that's the weirdest thing. It's just like not being, and I even had to taste, uh, do a taste test. I ate a whole, uh, jalapeno, like, like a raw jalapeno to see if I could taste it. Nothing. Zero. Wow. Yeah. It was weird. Well, maybe that's why your stomach was hurting. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Mom, my mom literally said the same thing to me. She's like, It was funny watching your jalapeno video, but maybe that's what's causing your issues. I'm like, oh my God, no. But (laughs) yeah, it was a rough go there for a while. And I was bedridden. You know, when you log onto social media and you're going through COVID and there's outbreaks everywhere right now, like you could probably name three people that have COVID right now, you know? So that's just where we're at. People close to me. Yeah. Yeah. So reading online of these people, like people's symptoms varied. Right. So it was like me where I was like bedridden for a while there and sick. And then there was other people that like, weren't even affected by it. And they were able to still work. They were able to to be productive. And I thought, Oh my God, I'm missing out. I have two solid weeks off work. I don't even remember the last time I had that amount of time in a row in my radio career off. And not to mention it's a brand new job. Yeah. And I just like a brand new job. Yeah. So, and I'm just like, man, this sucks. Yeah. And putting together a radio show, like it's people think I just crack the mic and I can talk and it's fine. Like there's a lot more that goes into doing a show than just talking and like having the brain fog associated with COVID really Mm. held me back from the confidence of going back to work right away. Cause I'm like, 
am I going to forget what I'm talking about in the middle of my sentence on air? Like, which isn't, you know, the worst case scenario. People think that's funny, but you make the best of it. That's not how I like to work. I like to work to my full potential and feel healthy and well. And yeah, when, exactly. When your health is is holding you back, it's really frustrating. Even recording a podcast, you just feel like garbage. You can't think, you can't like put together thoughts. So you, and then add doing a show by yourself and having to be on top of whatever song's coming next and all of the traffic and whatever, whatever. Yeah. Like, it's not something that you can just do while you're better at it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm, you know, and I, I've said to you before through this whole thing is like, you really take for granted your health. And it really brought me Mm. back to moments where I was dealing with my cancer four years ago or three years ago, because those were like the lows in my life of where I wasn't sure if I was ever going to recover to feel my best again, you know, because you take those best moments. So like when we, we are functioning and we're able to come out of bed and not feel groggy or coughing your lungs out or whatever you might be dealing with as an ailment, like you take your health for granted. Yeah. And I think even with chronic disease, like I have waves where I'm like always in pain and I'm always fatigued and that's kind of becomes my normal. And then when I get better, I, it's almost like you forget. It's like, okay, I'm good. And then, and then it comes back and you're like, Oh God, again, like I'm so tired. I can't move. I can't do this. And being on this new medication, we'll get to in a little bit, but I've had a little bit of that in the last few weeks. So that's why we're doing this podcast to give you as a listener permission to stay in bed. If you're really sick for three days and you can't do anything, you need to find a babysitter and you need to have your partner or family come in and help. It's okay. And you shouldn't feel guilty about it. I've been there recently. Shalinda's been there. And, you know, it can feel like Shalinda mentioned, it can feel really annoying if the person who got you sick is is doing okay and they're fine. Or if you haven't been sick with your chronic illness for a while and it feels like you're knocked back down, your body needs that break and you need that break. And just because your immune system works differently than someone else, it doesn't mean that you're any less than. Yeah. And like I had, thankfully, you to tell me that during my my time with COVID, right? Not everybody has a Natalie to remind them in a voice <laughs> message that like, you're going to make it through this. It's okay to feel like this. It's okay to have days where you literally don't leave bed, but it's easy to pressure yourself. If it's one thing that I've learned through this whole COVID situation and being sick is just set those boundaries with what you know you're capable of doing. Because so many times in sickness, I've pushed myself like way past those boundaries. Like for other people so that it was convenient for my workplace, for it was convenient for the person I'm in a relationship with going out when you're not feeling a hundred percent committing to, I had just recently a a video call with my boss and I did not want to put makeup on and I wasn't feeling great. So I said, can we please not do a video call? Can we just do the audio? And uh, that was honoring my boundary of just not wanting to go put on a face of makeup for this corporate meeting I had. And I'm glad that I did that. I would never have done that before. I would have totally pushed myself taking all the energy out of myself to put some, you know, shit on my face. So I looked like I was alive. <laughs> and, uh, I'm also dealing with my grandpa's death. So, you know, I've been crying for the last couple of days as well. So I just didn't feel like being on camera, but my point is honoring your, your boundaries when you're sick, not pushing yourself yeah. past those because you think that you need to do something or exactly. not be as sick as you are. Yeah. And that goes for COVID that goes for chronic illness that goes for, you know, recovering after an IV infusion. And it's come with time because I, I used to be the same. And so with this IV infusion, it's the medication is called Intibio and it's a type of autoimmune suppressant medication for my Crohn's. 
And so I know I always get all the side effects of everything. So I was aware that the next day I was just going to be in bed. So I made sure my parents drove me there. They drove me to and from. And then the next day, Stephen was home from work, I believe. And I was clear to him, like, I can't leave bed. Like, you're going to have to what do what. And if I can, then I can. And I will do a small thing here and there. I was feeling kind of okay, but I had a headache for more than seven days. I think it was nine day extreme, like couldn't even really look at the computer headache. I had extreme back pain, some kind of weird cough that they said was normal. And I'm going back again in like two days on Friday. I forget the date, uh, the exact date, Friday, the, I'm just looking at the calendar for the 14th or something. Oh God. I'm going back on Friday, the 14th. (laughs) I already had like a crazy panic attack going because like I mentioned um, the whole COVID situation, but then I was like, no, it's okay. I didn't have contact. I'm good. And then I went and I was like, okay, I got this. I drank two liters of water the day I went, four liters of water the day before, making sure my veins were all prepared. And again, it took six pokes for them to get to the IV in. And if you know me, I have extreme PTSD, extreme when it comes to IVs. Like I'm already getting clammy and shaky and stuff, but I was prepared and I'm typically okay at the first two pokes. And so I tell them that I'm like, after poke two, like I very well will have a panic attack. And I did. And the ladies were really great and they were nice and they were sweet and they made me feel calm. And anyways, they ended up getting it after the sixth poke. And then I spent the full hour working and I got so much work done. (laughs) And I've always wondered how you do that because like, literally I see you on Instagram, (laughs) like, you know, hooked up to this IV situation and you're still typing away on your laptop, you know, pumping out content, like how literally, yeah. Yeah. Editing clients, clients content. The reason is because I used to go and have a pity party for myself. So I would have an anxiety attack. They would get an IV and then I would sit there crying, hyperventilating, having a pity party, maybe watching the TV if they had one in the hospital room or watching something on my phone. And it wouldn't make my, I wouldn't feel productive. I would feel less than, I would feel like a sick, chronic illness, someone who's going to die. And I realized if I brought my work with me, I can, I'll have the panic attack and whatever. There's nothing I can really do more than I already do to prepare for that unless they get it in right away, which is amazing, but it doesn't always happen. And then I'll work. And if I have things to do and I typically bring like stuff that I can do, that's not mindless, but that's more creative, more on the creative side of things so that I enjoy it. Then it passes the time so quickly. I feel productive. I feel like a boss, babe. I feel like myself. Everything's done. It's over. And I get to go home and I'm not just sitting there like, poor me, woe is me, my anxiety. And it doesn't ramp up into this big thing. So that's why I do it. And, you know, I'm still like terrified of this new medication. So the loading doses, I had it two weeks ago and I have to have it this week and then in a month. And then every eight weeks from then, I will have to get this medication. Wow. Or as for the foreseeable future, they might be able to change it to injections that Stephen would do into my thighs, which we used to do in the past. And that gives me a lot of anxiety as well. He's he's fine with it, but it just, it's a lot. But I just, yeah, I want to give you guys the permission, like be it COVID or be it some kind of new medication or whatever it is. If you're sick, you can be really sick and you can also find things that work for you to, if you are a successful, like, CEO or business owner or whatever it is that you do that you enjoy, you can still work while you're sick. If, if there's ways that you want to do that, right? You, Shalinda, when you started getting better, you started brainstorming and doing your passion planner and brainstorming about yeah. podcasting. I think it's because I gave myself that break 
to yeah. be sick. I, I tried to fight it, but then I was quickly reminded by my best friend, Natalie Supes on this podcast. You might know her, um, <laughs> that it's okay to be sick and, you know, yeah. lay down, enjoy the, the time that your body's healing and recovering. And then, you know, now here I am feeling not a hundred percent, but, uh, I'm definitely up there and I'm able to function and I'm motivated. And I found this creativity because I had that break. My body does feel rested. My mind can now pump out this, you know, content that I have. So, yeah. It's almost sometimes like those breaks are just needed and, and you can use them in a different sense. Like for me, when I'm bedridden the day after an infusion, it's a really good time for me to read a book or to brainstorm content ideas or to, you know, like write out all of these things or take care of stuff that I I wouldn't on a day-to-day basis. So like, you don't always have to be productive when you're sick. That's the opposite of what I'm saying. But if you're just laying there, having a pity party, watching Netflix, you're feeling okay enough to do something, find something that you enjoy that will make your life a little bit better. You know, it's like, it's a, it's a two-way thing. Take advantage of the time that you can't do your regular day-to-day stuff. If you can, if you're, if you're feeling well enough too. I'll tell you a funny story quickly. I started reading a book when I was sick because I was so tired of watching television. And I mean, the brain fog associated with COVID is Mm. insane. Like it's crazy. I started reading a book, got right into it, like three chapters in and thought, okay, I'm going to put this down. I'll pick it up tomorrow. I picked it up the next day. Couldn't even remember the first thing about this book. Like I couldn't even tell you the characters, (laughs) what it was about. (laughs) Zero. It was as if I, like, I never had read the book before. And I was like, what the hell? (laughs) You know, sometimes it was just, I I wanted to read and I wanted to do that. But like my mind was just like, I could not remember the book if my life depended on it. It's so funny. (laughs) You know what? I'm known to do that and I'll just pick it back up and keep reading. I'm like, I don't remember, but I'll figure it out. (laughs) That's how I am with like with TV shows a lot of the time. Like I'm like not paying attention. Yeah. And I'm like, I'll pick up on it, you know? But then you'll get to a certain point of the show and it's just like, David killed so-and-so like when did that happen (laughs) like oh my god and then you go on a google search of like when did David kill you know whatever and then it tells you oh episode three yeah that was like a long time ago oh my gosh I love this yeah all right so if you guys have ever had COVID or if you've ever been on the drug Intivia we would love to know your experiences we are also trying something out. Uh, that's a little new. We are planning on making some reels for you guys with these episodes. So make sure you check out our Instagram. It is in the show notes below. It has changed a little bit. The Instagram is now SNS podcasting. There's a period between each. You can just check the show notes below. You can click right there. It'll take you right to Instagram. But if you want to type it in, it's S period, A N D period, S period, podcasting, P O D C A. S T I N G. If this was a spelling bee, you would have gotten that correct. Yay. <laughs> we hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Hopefully the new year hasn't been as much as a gong show for you guys, but if it has, we would love to know that as well. Life is a ride, but we're going to leave you with what we do every single episode at the end. It's not only possible to be sick and successful. It is possible for you. Yay! Good job, Shalinda! (laughs) It's a new year, new me! (laughs) 